Hello and welcome back to the Lunch Talk, Lunch Talk Marathon Podcast, where I talk to the void and hopefully someone listens. Today we're going to be talking about, hmm, this is an interesting topic that I think kids, or well, at least teenagers, should definitely be able to relate to. Um, it's, okay, so, well, just to preface this, I'm literally sitting in my closet, um, right next to the dirty laundry that I have yet to organize. Let me just move it. Alright. Well, I am sitting in my closet, which is probably the most private and soundproof place in my house and it's um it's interesting to say the least well today i wanted to talk about virtual school online schooling um remote learning whatever you want to call it basically um virtual school online school all those different terms all basically mean learning from home using either technology or I guess in some places you have the option to request paper learning materials and have them like delivered to your door. I did see something like that that my district is trying to do so I think some people are going to do that but I think it's almost universally virtual almost. I think most people at least where I live have access to the internet I mean, I'm not, like, in a super poor, desolate area. It's in the suburbs. So, it's uh, mostly universally virtual. This means that the school um, or the district will have a certain platform, um, a certain platform, universally used platform that they use for virtual live classes so that means like you know the teacher's gonna go on it's basically a zoom meeting um basically a facetime call i think the best way to to describe it is a facetime call but everyone's mute it's only one person speaking so it is kind of like watching an hour-long video and if you're like me then you have a very short attention span probably because of uh, social media. Social media has given us short attention spans. I just want to talk about that for a little bit. So, I think if you're a teen, or if you're just anywhere under the age of 40, you probably know what TikTok is. It is a little Vine-like app in which there are 15 to 30 second length videos, and they're very short Some of them are funny, some of them are dancing videos, some of them are just stupid lip-syncing videos, and I don't want to sound too mean or anything, because I know some people, like, really love TikTok, it's a way for them to, I guess, escape from their problems, but those 15-second videos are literally, whether you realize it or not, they are shortening your attention span, like, by a lot. At least for me, that's what happened. I remember I used to be able to sit down and watch, like, two-hour-long documentaries. And, I mean, I was 
being like completely fine with it too like I, I didn't have like the itching to go and do something else or to look for something else to wash I was completely fine with that and now I think ever since ever since I started using TikTok well not religiously anymore but there was a period of say July to October maybe where I was on it maybe like two three hours a day and that is like a little bit less than I guess what a lot of people are on it for I mean I know some people that are on it for like seven hours and I'm like jeez dude calm down I mean it's not that interesting and is it is it they don't get bored but that's the thing they don't get bored dude because these videos are so short and they take up so little of your attention span that you can just keep going you can keep going and keep getting those little hits because they're so short and i guess the best way to like kind of describe what i'm trying to say is you have these like 15 second videos on tiktok right and then you have say like an hour and a half documentary about like ancient egypt you're not gonna watch like 80 video 80 documentaries about ancient egypt but it because they're so long right because they're an hour and 30 minutes long you can't spend that much time on it but you can watch 80 15 second videos on tiktok that's what i'm trying to say so i guess my point is that it is tiktok and other apps of these like short form videos are actively degrading your attention span they're actively making your attention span shorter so how does this relate to online school well if you're gonna have to sit for eight hours a day for hour-long classes every single day or at least five days a week but honestly we all know that it's not actually five days a week you're gonna have to do work on the weekends too so if you're going to be sitting there for five days a week eight hours an hour for each single class that you have your attention span has been degraded by tiktok and other social media type things so much that just sitting in front of your screen for eight hours is like a whole new battle and i guess it's not new i guess i guess there is the element of like you could be in face-to-face school you could be like in a brick and mortar building for school and still have the same problem because you still have eight classes an hour for each class and you're still going to be dozing off but but there's a huge but here when you are in a regular school building regular school day you don't have nearly as many distractions as you do when you're at home that's the That's like the main, I think, issue here and the main difference between virtual school, why it's not working, and regular school. When you're at normal school, let's just say, you got a teacher in front of you. She's she's a real teacher. She's not just a screen. She's not just a little little corner in your screen presenting and talking into the void, right? She's a normal teacher. And she's going to be looking around the class. She's looking at your classmates, the whiteboard, you. She's paying attention to who's not paying attention. And 
if you go on your phone, she's going to be like, uh-uh-uh, no phones allowed. It's going to be quiet in the classroom when you guys are doing independent work. There's going to be a tension there that there's not when you're doing virtual school. When you're in real school, you're in an environment that is specifically designed for learning. You're in an environment that has, you have books around you, right? You have school desks and chairs evenly spaced out. You have a whiteboard, bright lights. It's not always dim. I'm sure there are some dim classrooms, etc. But I think just having even fluorescent lights that are on all the time and brightly colored walls in some classes at least, it gives you, it, it does make you feel more awake. I And there is also a certain level of like social, one of, one of wanting to fit in socially. So if you see people around you doing work, you don't want to be the one kid on their phone playing Mario Kart. You know what I mean? You don't want to be the one kid that's like is sleeping in class because everyone else around you is motivated to do what they have to do. So, I mean, yeah, I think I I have definitely felt this sort of, I guess, not even peer pressure, but I think that's the only way that I can say it properly, this peer pressure to fit in. All kids have that, and that same tension, that same peer pressurizing force or whatever that same peer pressurizing force applies to your wanting to appear at least at least on the surface level busy doing your work I know for certain that I felt that especially when you go into the library and everyone around you is reading a book or doing their homework etc etc or in your classroom everyone around you's working on their classwork reading whatever it is and yeah, you do feel that little bit of tension to like, I guess, conform, but in the best way possible. This is a positive element of that peer pressure force. But so that's so that's when you're in a regular school building. But what about virtual school? It's basically the opposite. I'm gonna describe to you my sort of day to day virtual school routine and see if you relate to it in any way. I wake up uh, around 8.30. My first class is 8.20, but my first class is like one of those classes where you can just do the work at your own pace at your own time. And I have to say, it's not my highest grade. It's not definitely not my highest grade. And I'm not learning anything in that class. That's for sure. I just do the busy work. I turn it in and I call it a day. And after that, I make my coffee. I brush my teeth wash my face, blah, blah, blah. I come back upstairs, and right on the dot, um, it's 9.20, and it's time for first period. And then I log into my first period class, which is pretty calculus. I watch my teacher drone on and on and on and on. We have an assignment due tonight. We have an assignment due tomorrow night and Friday night. And also, we have a test on Monday, so make sure you study for that. And I'll tell you this, I haven't done, <laughs> I have not done math at all dude at all i have not learned anything in math i have not practiced anything i would say i haven't actually like single-handedly solved a math problem on my own since august the third week of school that's a very generous estimate and 
I cannot really pinpoint what it is about math that is so hard to do virtually. One aspect is that all of the problems that we do in math are they're on my laptop or iPad, right? They're on the screen. So I have the I have the option of either using a stylus to work it out on the iPad or taking a pen and paper, writing out each problem, then writing out the answer, taking the picture, uploading it to a Word document, and then turning it in. And this is such a huge problem when it comes to assessments. When it comes to assessments, I have to go through that whole process and somehow also turn it in before the 30, 40 minute mark, whatever it is, for the time limit for its due. And that's probably one of the most stressful moments in this entire online school thing, I have to say, just looking at the clock. Because if your assignment is due at 1.15 p.m., it's due at 1.15 p.m., you can't rush into class and be like, sorry, I missed the bus, sorry, I I was I was running late, sorry, I was in the bathroom, I couldn't turn it in. It's due at 1.15, so if you have internet issues, so if you accidentally misspell something in the Word document, if you, I don't know, if you need to use the bathroom, you, you can't, you can't turn it in late, it is due. At 1.15 p.m. And that is horrible. Horrible. Especially when you consider that teachers have gotten less and less lenient in understanding when it comes to internet issues and such. Which, by the way, they are completely valid. I'll tell you this. The services that our school has given every single student I've had for, what, five years now? It's crazy. Five years. Five years using the same already dated laptop. When I first got these surfaces five years ago, they were they were already cracked. I'm all tell you that. They were already cracked and chipped at the keyboard and the keyboard was unresponsive. And the screen didn't work. The touch screen was bad. The styluses were bent. And then it's been five years without laptop. And last year, I was so, so sick of that, that I bought a rose gold iPad um, for Black Friday. And it was only like uh, 150 And I bought this little sort of Bluetooth keyboard case for it. And then that stopped working. So I was having a huge, huge, huge problem when it came to uh, typing up stuff on my iPad. So then when that keyboard case on work, I bought this other one and it's like a separate keyboard and I got like a stand for the iPad. So it's kind of like a desktop and then I got a little mouse that connects to the iPad and I think that sort of works. Um, It's all right, but honestly, guys, if you can like buy a laptop, like a MacBook or I would really recommend a MacBook. But if you can buy a laptop, like a pretty decent laptop, then I would definitely recommend getting that um, the summer before junior year. Because, look, I mean, freshman and sophomore year are just, they're all right. They're not super hard, especially sophomore year. They're, eh, I would say, honestly, a 1 to 10. Freshman year is a 3. 
10 being the hardest, 1 being the easiest. Sophomore year is like a, I don't know, like a solid 5. Junior year is a 9. And then I don't know about senior year because I'm a junior right now. But I would say senior year, according to my friends, is more like a 7, 6, something like that. Junior year is going to kill you. It's going to eat at your soul and leave you leave you gasping for air. It's a horrible, horrible experience. It is, um, I remember last year, I would, I would think that my, my school year is going, going pretty, pretty rough. I would think that I was having a really hard time and that this was the hardest year of my life and there's so many things going on. And then, then the pandemic hit, obviously, and then we had um, social distancing, etc. And now that school started again, and I'm in my junior year, I can confidently say that even if I was back face-to-face, the, just the sheer amount of work, the sheer amount of pressure, and all of that stuff, just so much riding on my two bone shoulders, in junior year has been insane. It's been insane and it's definitely been the hardest year of my life mentally, physically, emotionally, blah 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 blah. All those little words ending with L O Y. It's been extremely hard. And I guess I, I I'm definitely gonna make more episodes talking about that, talking about how um the pandemic and just school has been affecting my health and my mm, outlook on life etc and there's a lot coming so stay tuned for that but this episode is more on virtual school and just the problems associated with it and I'm looking at my timer and I've been talking for 18 minutes and I don't even know what I'm talking about but okay so I'm talking about school and how hard it is and how it's gonna eat you alive but don't worry guys you you can get through it I hope <laughs> um anyways so math <sighs> haven't done anything in math man like I just can't do it dude I cannot do it I am at a loss for words about math and I think if you're naturally gifted on math then you know what you, you'll probably be fine you'll be fine if you can just learn from Khan Academy videos but I'm someone that needs collaboration in math. I need a lot of practice. I need a teacher to help me out through the tough spots. I can't just watch a Khan Academy video and be done with it, get a hundred on the test, especially in pre-calc. I can't do that. Last year, I was in Algebra 2 in my sophomore year, and I mean, I actually really like Algebra. I don't think it's in especially hard. I think last year I had a pretty decent teacher who, she would like do this thing where she kept the answer keys and she would upload them every single day. And I think just knowing that I had a backup to check if my answers were true or not was super helpful. Like I was actually doing my homework every single night and I was, I was scoring pretty good. I think I ended up with like a 98 um, in that class. It was pretty good. Um, but this year, uh, 
my teacher hasn't been uploading any SRTs, and yeah, that just adds on to the whole math conundrum of, like, math is, like, definitely the most difficult class to study virtually, um, yeah, it's, it's difficult, it's, uh, it's a challenge that I have yet to find an answer to, and if anyone has any ideas or whatever, just, I don't know, send me something, send me a little link or whatever, a message, and I will definitely be very grateful for that, all right, so after math, and during math, I'll just honestly not be really paying attention, just waiting for her to say, and that's all that I have for you, that's all that I have for you, have a nice day, everybody, have a nice day, and you can log off if you don't have any questions, and then I'll leave, and that'll be that, that's math. Right after math, I have uh, AP Psychology. Okay, here's a little tip. If you guys plan to take AP Psychology, you need copious amounts of flashcards. I learned the hard way that you actually um, have to study for AP Psychology and you can't just watch a couple videos and be done with it which I had done for some previous science classes. I took AP Biology last year, and I don't know why, but everything just really clicked for me, and I didn't really have to study. I just read the textbook once and just call it a day, and I ended up with a pretty good grade in that class. I think a high A, can't remember, and it was easy for me. I don't know why, and it's not a necessarily easy class, but... There's a lot to remember in AP Bio, don't get me wrong, but it just clicked for me. So I thought AP Psych would be the same. I've heard from a lot of people that AP Psych is mostly busy work, it's easy, you get an easy A. Oh, it's not that. It's definitely not that. I could I could read and watch and watch these YouTube videos all I want, but I'm not gonna retain any information you need to use flashcards you need to take notes you need to actually pay attention in class this is a huge problem for me because i cannot listen to my teacher's voice for more than five minutes
Hang on, I couldn't eat anything. Alright, so what was I talking about? Right, BP psychology. My teacher in BP psych is a total Karen. She is one of those Bible toting, um, Republican blonde. Oh, no, I don't want to say Hitler's worth liking, because I'm sure the Republicans think, or I mean, Republicans think that Hitler Swift is an abomination, because she, um, I don't know, supports the LGBTQ community, um, but she does like Taylor Swift, and she's mentioned that a couple times, and I think that's her only redeeming quality, because, um, I'm definitely a Swifty. <laughs> Alright, so AP Psych, dude, get some flashcards, get some flashcards there for AP Psych. And this is one of those classes that I just can't pay attention to. I'll have the lady speaking and droning on in a monotone voice, and just on my phone, honestly, on my phone, drawing, doodling something on my paper, um, making another coffee definitely, or a green tea or something, and yeah, that's AP Psych for you, and then after AP Psych, I have a lunch break, and what I've been doing since about the first week of school is in my lunch break, I'll just go down and I walk, like, um, not outside or anything, just walking inside my house, um, we have like this, my house isn't huge, but we do have like this sort of open concept, I think that's what it's called, but basically you go in the living room, you take a turn, go through the kitchen, and then you'll enter the dining room, take a turn from there, you'll enter the foyer or whatever, and then you can just keep going in that circle, and during this time I'll listen to a podcast or I'd listen to some music or just watch a video and have it play in the background just keep walking and I think that really does help and that's like the reason that this podcast is called what it's called it's called lunchtime lifeline because I was having so much trouble trying to find something to listen to a podcast to listen to that I could have a little bit of fun with that I could um you know not be spending about 30 minutes looking for something and then the other 30 feeling like I've wasted my time just something that's quick easy um something that I know I can rely on and that's what I was looking for and I hope that this can be um this can be that thing for some of you so during lunch I'll just be walking around and it's it's really good especially because I'm honestly sedentary for like about 12 hours a day um so that is one hour of like I get a little bit of light exercise listen to something and I, I honestly like try to eat um a lot actual lunch but I just I can't get myself to I just feel really nauseous and so I'll just have like something like a sparkling water and maybe some fruits but I honestly can't have anything it does make me physically sick I don't know why eating and walking at the same time so just try not to do that 
And then after my lunch hour, I had a push. A push is actually probably the easiest class to take virtually. And I'm going to get a lot of hate, especially from um, my fellow friends that will complain about a push quite frequently, almost on the daily. Because it is a difficult class, don't get me wrong. It is an AP class and it is one of the hardest APs just period, like, ever, but it is, out of all of the classes that I'm taking, the easiest to excel in virtually. I don't know what it is, but it's, it just clicks for me. It's, it's what, you don't need flashcards, you don't need to, um, be using Quizlet or something like that, sorry, um, you can just, you can just chill out, you can read the textbook, you can watch a couple of videos, um, and just do it repetitively, repetitively enough so that the concept and the, the story of American history sort of sticks in your head, and that's what's helped me, I think, just sort of viewing it as a story that I remember all the key plot points and the details that stand out, and I, I, that's helped, that's how I studied for AP World History last year um just the same way of considering history as a story instead of um more formulaically you know what I mean um I would say that that is the easiest class to take virtually so if it's an option to I guess do it okay <sighs> sorry I guess I'm sleepy today um right after eight push I have the Actually, this is the hardest class I've ever taken in my, um, the, I don't know, 10 years, 16 years of my academic career, whatever. AP Physics. Oh, God. Please don't take AP Physics. Put this in your head right now. Do not take AP Physics. AP Physics is going to eat you whole and spit you right back out, resembling, uh, I don't know, Einstein's hair. You will hate every minute of your life trying to study for this completely useless class. Do not take AP Physics unless you want to be the next Einstein. Do not take AP Physics if you want to be a, a freaking art history major, okay? Don't take AP Physics unless you are going to go into STEM um, in the physics, physics field. I don't know if you need a physics for, like, any other STEM course. You might need it for, like, to be a biologist, but who the hell is becoming a biologist? Uh, me. <laughs> anyway, I took AP Physics because I was, I took this introductory course in eighth grade and I was like you know what AP physics is going to be just like the eighth grade two weeks of physics that was basically just um watching videos about Einstein and the apple that fell on um Newton's head that was my physics introductory course and I was like you know what AP physics is going to be just like that and it was not it was a not at all like that actually it is so many completely confusing concepts and these weird equations that 
you're just not gonna have time to you will not love it you will hate it you will hate every minute of your life and honestly just take ap chem um from what i've heard i have a couple friends that are doing ap chem and ap physics and i would have done that if i had um if i did have more slots to fill in my schedule but i'm definitely not going to do that and uh ap physics is going to suck your soul out and telling you just don't take it don't take it take ap chem and stuff right um, I, I can confidently say that I have not spent a single minute of time studying for AP Physics since August. I just couldn't do it. It's that same little concept of, uh, my attention span is too low, and also, it is so difficult. It's one of those classes where you really need collaboration, and you just don't get that when you're virtual. And all you see is a little square of your teacher's face watching an hour-long video, and your classmates initials on the screen that's what i see and that's probably what you will see too if you take it be physics virtually just don't do it it's very easy just don't do it don't take it right after it be physics my last class is ap seminar which is basically a debate club come more political and more everything that you would basically learn in ap lang uh you don't need to take ap seminar it's uh boring say the least it is uh in my opinion very useless it's about as useless as ap lit which is my first period that i'm taking virtually and it's so uh, stupid and don't take it unless you wanna you know what it's stupid but it's actually really easy and it's probably one of my highest grades right now so if you really want to then take it like i it's not super hard but it is stupid and I can confidently say that it's basically debate club, honestly. Uh, take debate club and AP seminar, then you'll excel at both. That's a, something my friend's doing, and he's doing pretty good at both things. So, what can I say? What can I say? So, um, that's my school. And during all of this, the only class that I actively pay attention to is... Um, God, not none of them. Yeah, I don't think I do. <laughs> Almost none of them. I do sleep during some of them. I talk to my friends on FaceTime and some of them. I watch videos and some of them. I listen to podcasts and walk and some of them. I just read a book and some of them. I work on something else and some of them. And that's my school day for you. And right after that, I will take um, either a workout break or a sleepy time break for like an hour and a half or something. I'll take a shower. Then some days I got tutoring right after school. Some days I got clubs. Actually, every single day I have a club, but whatever. And then I work on some, some projects of mine, like this podcast and my medium, uh, articles. And that's until about seven or eight. And then at eight, I'm gonna, uh, take a shower and start doing my homework and studying and that goes on most nights at around 12 i'll stop doing my homework and uh sometimes i will read something for bed or just write in my diary plan out my day for the next day um and yeah that's basically every single day now and now that it is winter break i'm in winter break right now it's uh sunday
of winter break and I have to study for the SATs. Ugh. I've just started studying for the SATs. I'm going to record a lot of episodes for this podcast so I can consistently upload them in the next couple months and um, hopefully do a batch upload. And uh, yeah, that, those are my winter break plans, studying for the SAT and doing this podcast along with a few other side projects. I do want to start an eBay store. I do want to sell some of my art online. Uh, I do want to get a job and open a bank account and practice my driving. And I hope to be really productive in this quarantine. Um, I hope to make this new year much better than it was, much better than 2020 was. And hopefully, no, I I am going to achieve that. I'm going to be as productive and as mindful as I can. And I... And I hope that I can share some of that progress and some of that good attitude. Well, I don't know if I have good attitude, but some of that hopeful outlook with you guys on this podcast. And I will be making a lot of um, episodes concerning that and how I personally deal with it and how you can deal with it too. And if you like this podcast and you're excited and you'll have ideas for me to do for the next couple of episodes, please leave a comment on uh, the Apple Podcasts or wherever you're getting this podcast. And you can contact me at the accounts that I've linked in the description. And I hope you have a wonderful day and I hope uh, I hope you tune in next week because I have a lot of interesting things coming up. And a lot of interesting guests that I hope you'll enjoy. And that's all for now. I'll see you next time. Lunch time last night.